um, on the sort of bottom of Daf Yud. Uh, sort of bottom of Daf Yud. So Zuck the Mishnah. Yehuda Aimer, Baikin or Yudalid, Uli Yudalid Shachar. So you do a Badika, like we said at the beginning of the Mishnah, the night of the 14th. Then he seems to be saying, you'll be Yudalid Shachars again in the morning, Uvishas Habir, and again at the Chas Habir. The Havamin is in the Rabbi Yehuda, which we're going to come to change soon, is that you would do three Bedikas. They say, Le'badak are Yudalid. No, what we're saying is, if you didn't do a Bedika the night of the 14th, then Yudak be Yudalid. Le'badak be Yudalid. Yudak B'Seich HaMayid. Rashi translates B'Seich HaMayid as in the sixth hour. Le'badak B'Seich HaMayid. Rashi says, Yivdaik la'achara ma'ed, which is the seventh hour. Other Rishonim Tesis learn it differently, ma'ed has to do with Yantif, and it's an entirely different thing. But the way Rashi is learning it, at, so according to the Chachamim, if you don't check the night before, check, and check, um, um, check in the sixth hour, the night before, or at any point, meaning before there's an Isra Jarabanan, check in the sixth hour. And if you don't do it then, check in the seventh hour, even though there's an Isra Jarabanan. So, Umasha Meshayer. What you leave over, yani chenu bitsina, what you leave over from your bedika, right? You, you leave over some chametz to eat the next morning for breakfast. So leave that bitsina, so that you don't need another bedika. It doesn't come, you know, uh, something doesn't come to take it and uh, disperse it, a cholda or something, right? And leave it, park it somewhere else in the house, and then you gotta go look for it again. Zak de Gemara. So we're gonna, we, have, we need to understand exactly what the Machlegis Rabbi Yehuda and the Chum is. Like it, on the surface, the Mishnah seems to say that it's a Machlegis, how many Bidikas do you need? Do you need three? Or is if you don't do it, then you need to, you have three periods in which you could. So Zak de Gemara. My time, and that's the Havamina that the Gemara is going with to start. My time is Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Chista, Rabbi Huna, the Amri Tabayu, they say, you want to know why you need three Bidikas? It's Keneget Shalesh Hashpasas Betaira. Three times it says hashbasa. Hashbasa is what is, is, means destroy the chametz. That's what creates the chiyav b'dika. And it says, lo yira l'cha chametz, v'lo yira l'cha sa'ar, shivas, okay, that's one. Shivas yamim sa'ar lo yimatzei b'vateichem, that's two, right? It shouldn't be there, so get rid of it. Ach v'yemash arishan tashbisu sa'ar b'vateichem, that's the third, right? So lo yira is basically saying you sh- it shouldn't be there, so how do, you, how do you make sure it's not there by getting rid of it? Don't find it. How do you make sure you don't find it? That is, Right, that's by yimatzah. That's by um, by doing hashbasa. Right, do, do, going to look for it. And achbayimarishan tashbisu. That's the ikar tashbisu. That is. So those would be the three. There's three psukim. And according to the way these mandarim are understanding Rabbi Yehuda, it's three psukim. So there's three bedikas, and that's why you do three. One second. We're, we're not we're not suggesting right now that bedikas chametz is a teraisa. It's machta. According to the way Ron learns Rashi, it's either or, either Bedikas Chametz or, 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 um, or uh, Betel. But yeah, we can say that the the of Hashbasa is what drives the the uh, the din the the Daraisa of Hashbasa is what drives the Chi of Drabana to do Bedika. Okay, so these are Smachdas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> Massive Rabbi Yisif. I just walked into the landline. No, no, I don't, I don't know. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't committing. I haven't seen, no, the only reason I was hesitating. It, it sounds like on the surface, I, I haven't seen it termed that way at all. So, I mean, this would be three psukim telling you to do right, three. Right, right. Well, again, we're going to fall off of this. So, okay. Massive Rabbi Yisif. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer. 
So now we're going to ask, well, how could you say, right? We're going to have a series of two questions, but we're going to have two questions that are basically going to ask, how could you say Rabbi Yehuda would hold your chayv three separate bedikas? It doesn't make any sense. Master Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Aymer, Kol Shalai Badak, B'Shalisha Parakam Halalu, Shuv, Eina Baidek. Okay, so he's saying if you didn't check during these three times, then you no longer check. The mashmas is that if you did check at any one of these three times, then you're good. Right? It's just about doing a badika. You don't have to do three badikas necessarily. So we see the whole machlekes is if you don't do it at different intervals, when, you know, can, when can you follow through with it? And it's not a question of do you do three badikas or one. It's a question of what is the latest time you should do a badika. And we'll see why that's relevant in a second. Different way of asking the same uh, kasha, which is Masar, Yehuda, Eimer, that he, this is Marzutra's way of asking Rav Yosef's question. Rav right? That's a more explicit lashon of, of saying what we're trying to say. If you did not, if you didn't do a in any one of these three times, shuv ena alma. So we see the machlekes Rav Yehuda and the chachamim is not about how many bedikos you need, but rather until at which point or what uh, what to do if you didn't do a bedika the night of the fourteenth. Um, or at, you know, later. The is, at what point you no longer do a So, Allah, Rabbi Yehuda, Nami, Imloi Badak, Amar, he's saying, Imloi Badak, and he's not saying you need three bedikas. So, what's the machlaikis? This is what the machlaikis is. Mar Savar, Mikame Isura in, Basar Isua Loi. Okay, so Rabbi Yehuda is saying that you only do a bedika up until um, the point of. Uh, you know, it's up until Pesach, but once Pesach hits, you no longer do a bedika. Okay, maybe you'll come and you'll eat from the chametz. And at least the way we explain this in Rashi. So basically, what we're saying is that in the seventh hour, you'd still do a bedika, even though there's an isra daraisa because there's no karis. But on Pesach. Once there's a chi of karis, no longer do bedika. We don't want you to find it. So we're taking too many chances. You're playing with fire because if you start looking for chametz and you find the chametz, you might come to eat it. So and that's where that's what Rabbi Yehuda holds. However, the Rabbanon Savri Rinan, they hold even on Pesach you would go ahead. Even on Pesach. Even on Pesach you would go ahead and do bedika. There's a probably no? Huh? Sorry, I misquoted. Rabbi Yehuda says shas habir. Okay, sorry. Shas um, Habir, that you would do a bedika. Strike what I said about Chiv Chars. Um, Rabbi Yehuda holds you would do a bedika up until the Shas, through the Shas Habir, till whatever time you're supposed to get rid of it. After the Shas Habir, once it's already in Isser, so even the seventh hour, once it's already in Isser, you wouldn't do it. And the Chum Hall, no, even once it's in Isser, you would go ahead, even, and whether that's after the seventh hour or on Yontif itself. And so the Machlekes is when it's going to be Usser to eat this, uh, when I'm going to have an Israel rice on this chametz, should I do a badika, yes or no? Rabbi Huda holds, um, Rabbi Huda holds, don't do a badika once it's Asr Daraisa, because, um, because you might come to eat it, and the Chacham hold you do. Okay, so Fractic Gemara, Umi Gazer of Yehuda, Doma Asil Mechal Mine, does Rabbi Huda have this problem at all? Does he ever hold that, that it's a problem, you might come to eat it? Vatnan, we learned when it comes to the Isr of Chadash, uh, <coughs> right? So we know that there's an Isr Chadash, a new new crop, and once the Omer is brought, then it's mutter, right, mutter to eat the new crop. So you wait until the Omer was brought in the, in the Beis HaMikdash. So Misha Karaba Omer, Yoytzin, they would go out, Umaytzin, Shuka Yushalayim, Shemalayim Kemach. So we see that everybody, they were preparing, right, they were picking all the grain, 
and it was stored up there. Nobody was eating it, but it was all picked. It was all ready to go. It was all cut, right? It was all ready to go. As soon as Imer was bought, they released it into the marketplace, right? So we see that we, were, we allowed them... Uh, was full of the new flour and new roasted kernels. Rameir held, this is what used to happen, but the Chum didn't like it. The Chachamim were geyser, they didn't want you to start cutting it, but when it was usher, because you might come to eat from it. No, the Chachamim were actually fine with it. So we see that Rabbi Yehuda says that they were fine with it, there was no gezerah, so why here are we not fine with doing a bedika? Why do we make a gezerah? The pashtus one is, is one is. There's only a certain amount of people that are picking and cut the whole world. No, no. No, it's it doesn't matter. It's, it's not out in the. No, no, no. You're no, 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 no. You're you're because thi- you're thinking like a a twenty twenty first century man, right? You're you're dealing diamonds. They were all farmers. Go back to the Q the beach, right? What beaches weren't that weren't that uh, attractive, right? Beach beach properties weren't that attractive. Okay, Amar Amar Rabba Shani Chadash. So well, again, we're trying to be mechalik. What's the difference between Chadash and Bedika? Why by Chadash did Rabbi Yehuda say we're not uh, we're not geyser, but by Bedika he says once once Pesach hits, once you have the Isser, you no longer do the Bedikas Chamet. Amar Rabba Shani Chadash mitayshalei tartalei. Because how did the Chachamim uh, allow you to pick the grain, the Chadash? They didn't just allow you to go use the normal harvesting equipment. They said you have to do it, uh, um, uh, you have to pluck it. You have to pluck it one by one. So, why, so you're doing it with a Shinoi. If you're doing it with a Shinoi, then that's why Rabbi Huda says you're allowed to do it. Since you're doing it with a Shinoi, you remember not to eat it. Okay, so Tinach, so I understand Shasa Katifa. That's when you're picking it. So you do it by plucking it. Right? You don't use your normal uh, sickle, right, to cut a lot at a time. You do it with a shinoi. What about the other pro- processes involving, right? We said Kemach Vikeli, right? That there was Kemach Vikeli, that in the marketplaces, right after the Umar, there was already flour. Well, Picking, it, picking the grain is not good enough. You also have to do the other process. You have to grind it. You have to do arkada in order to get it into flour. So why aren't we concerned you're going to eat it there? So halakasha, we say it's not... It, also, there was a shinoi. Tchina, how did they do um, crushing? That was berechaya diyad. Yeah, you also have to do it with the shinoi. You couldn't use a normal water mill. You had to use a hand mill. Harkada, agab nafa, that you did it on top of the sieve. Now you use, basically, you turn the, the kli, the sieve, upside down, and you use the back, the back part of it. So again, you're also doing a shinoi. So all three, at all three parts of the process, picking, uh, grinding, and uh, sifting, you did it with a shinoi, and that's why it's okay. El tanan, koitzrins. Okay, so you did it with a shinoi, and that's why Rebbe does not go by chadash, but over here, by bidiki he is. El tanan, koitzrin, beis hashachayim, b'shavamakim, that when you have, um, when you have something that's beis hashlachim, that is water, that's a water, um, filled, uh, 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 that is a garden, like a garden watered, where, where, the, where the crop does not grow based on rainwater, right? You filled it with a, you, with a water pot or some other way of watering the field, irrigation, but it, it's not, you're not, not by natural rainfall. So that, since, right, the only time we ossered the new grain until the Aymer was brought was by new grain that could be used for the carbon Aymer. But since this can't be used for the carbon imer, so it doesn't fall. It doesn't fall under the same level of iser, and therefore the rabbanon did not require you still usher to eat. Okay, but they did not require you to employ these shinois. 
So if you don't have to employ these shinois, now you're going to have a problem again. You might come to eat it. Right? And we see that Rabbi Yehuda holds that you are allowed to do this. You are allowed to uh, cut these, uh, of these fields. Um, uh, <coughs> you can cut them normally. So you have no... no the second thing that grew before the Chadash? Pardon? Is this the second grain that grew before the Chadash? No, no, no. It's, it's a grain, but it grew in different types of fields. So what's the difference? So therefore, it wasn't... Um, that there's only, there was only an, an Iser, uh, Rashi says, there was only an Iser, but you could cut, there was only an Iser, we only did not allow you um, to, to use a sickle to cut in the regular normal fields, which is a field you would bring the Omer from. But since you can't bring an Omer from a field that's not watered with natural rainwater, so therefore, okay, so therefore, um, we, did, we weren't geyser that you have to pluck it. You have to, you have to do a shinoi in the harvesting process. If you don't have to ever do a shinoi, then again, there's nothing to prevent you from eating the chadash. If there's nothing to prevent you from eating the chadash, Serb Yehuda should be geyser, that you shouldn't be allowed to do it. So, so okay, so, so, so therefore we have a kasha, and we can't say that chadash um, you know, is different because of the shinoi. And this is the difference. That... When it comes to Chadash, uh, that people are malumid. Rashi speaks out. It was relatively normal to not eat Chadash. It wasn't just for a week of the entire year. It was relatively normal. And therefore, they, they would know naturally not to go ahead and, and, and eat some while they're harvesting it. Okay, so that, that chametz is something that you normally, right, you see a cake, you eat it, and you don't think, of, you don't think twice about it. Nobody thinks after Pesach, right, uh, 24 hours after Pesach's over, nobody's thinking like, oh, wow, this is chametz versus, no, it's just regular at that point, right? right? It's like the equivalent of checking if something is kosher versus kosher for Pesach. Right. You're always going to check if something is kosher. Okay, it's, it's good, good sushta. Yeah. Okay, so chadash... Ah, very good. Amarava, very good. Um, that is, that is, that is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, very good. The, the, the is going to discuss that. Okay, so Amarava, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, now we're first going to go into this. So, okay, you're saying that by Bidika's comments, Rabbi Yehuda holds, we have a gazera. Don't do batik after a certain point because it's already usher. And by chadash, you can do it. So, Amar Rabbah, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Kasha, Rabbanan, Rabbanan, Lai Kasha. What is this? over here. The Rabbanan, by chadash, hold that you are geyser. And in our Mishnah, they say you're not geyser. So, why isn't that a question as well? So, the Gemara says, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Lai Kasha, Gadishanina. Now, we already answered, right? We said that chadash people are used to, um, you know, being careful about, and chametz not. So, Rabbanan, Adrabanan, Nami uh, Kasha, who atzmai mechazar lav l'sarfai, right? So that's not a question. Who atzmai mechazar lav l'sarfai mechel right? Like Sender said from the from the lady section, right? Okay, that we see, and therefore, so there's no question. Normally, the rabbanon would hold that you are. You're, normally, they'll hold you are worried, right? They are geyser, they are chayshish. That's why by Chadash they're Chayshish. And in our mission, you want to know why they're not Chayshish? Because your whole point is to go check for the Chametz. 
So then, of course, you know that it's Pesach, and you know you're trying to search for it to get rid of it, so of course you're not going to eat it. So we're not going to make that zero. Ravashi Yomar? Ravashi has a different way of answering this, which we're going to slug up. Ravashi Yomar, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Kasha. Okay, Kemach Vikali Tanan. Because where did it say in the marketplaces? It said, that the marketplace of Shem Malayim Kemach Vikali. That was flour and kernels. Flowers and kernels are not edible. So there's no concern that you're going to eat it. Okay? And, right, and, and that's why. And that's why uh, Reb Yehuda wasn't geyser, even though it was geyser when it came to Bidigas Chambas, that's why it wasn't geyser by Chadash, because it wasn't edible. We're not going to be geyser that you might come to eat it if it's not edible. However, this is a mistake. Yeah, that, that works for after it already got to the Kelly, right, the roasted kernel stage or the flower stage. But what happened when it was grain in the field, that was edible, it was chewable, right? So it was edible. So, you want to say again, like we tried to say, yeah, because when you harvest it, you have to use a shinoi, and that's why it's okay. Ella, but like we asked, but we said that that only works for the rain watered fields, but when it comes to uh, you know, uh, hand watered fields or in the valleys, okay, which you can't bring an Aymar from, where we said that there is no Xera not to use a sickle, where you could, you could do it normally, so then you're still going to have a problem, you might come to eat it, it's still Asr Misham Chadash. So, it's a mistake because we're going to end up uh, at the same kasha that we had on uh, when Rav tried to do this earlier. So, Elamai, you have to say that the reason Rabbi Huda is not a steer is because we are machalic between um, chadash and um, chadash that you, you're used to not, you're, you're careful about it, as opposed to chametz, which uh, you're not as sensitive to because you eat it the whole year. Fine. So, now we're going to go into this a little bit as far as this concept of a chol hecha deloi badominei. Okay, so we said that Rabbi Yehuda holds um, that, that any place where you're badal, right, where you're going to stay away from it, then you're okay. Any place where you're not, it's not going to be okay. You want to tell me that in a situation where you're not going to be careful, right, you're not going to be as careful that Rabbi Yehuda is going to be geyser, we learned in Shabbos, so a person should not put holes in shefeferetz uh, shalbeitza, right, into the eggshell, and fill it up with oil. Right, to use it as like a reserve tank. So that it drips, right, you're taking this as like a reserve fuel tank, and it'll drip into the main lamp, right, and, the, and, and you have a wick there. Why? Because even if the reserve tank is cheres, which means it's disgusting, and therefore, what's the concern? The concern is you might take some from the oil to use it for your food on Shabbos. And if you take, it's mechaba. So if you take from the for fuel, even though you're not extinguishing the fire itself, but if you take from the fuel, it's mechaba. Rabbi Yehuda mater. So we see Rabbi Yehuda allows this. So we just said, right, so why isn't this a problem? Why isn't Rabbi Yehuda geyser? We see by Bedikas Chametz, Rabbi Yehuda's geyser. Why shouldn't he be geyser here? So the Gemara says, no. Rabbi Yehuda also is in geyser. Also, Misham Chumar, the Shabbos, Middel Bedili. Rabbi Yehuda, by Bedikas Chametz, he, right, so he's, he's more concerned. But when it comes to Shabbos, he says, no. Shabbos, Mivdil Bedili. Okay, it's very Chamer, and therefore, uh, we're not going to be good. We don't need to make these extra Xeris. Rami, the Shabbos, had the Shabbos. And we're going to make a Sira on Shabbos, because we just said that Rabbi Yehuda, when it comes to Shabbos, he's not going to make a Xera. But now we're going to see he is. Rami, the Shabbos, had the Shabbos, the time. Chabal Dali, another Sukkah we've had a few times. 
most recently in Erev and Chebel, Dili, if you have the rope of a bucket, Shenifsak, right? So you have a well and you have a bucket and you have a rope and you use in, in your Chatzar, right? And you use the, the bucket to get water from the well. But now the rope snaps. So you can't use the bucket. You can't drop the bucket in because then you won't be able to get water. So what do you do? The Tanakama holds. You can't do kshira, tying a knot, because that's an iser daraisa, right? If you make a kesher shokayama. Rather, what you do is you make a bow. Like tying your shoes, you make a bow like that. It's not a kesher shokayama, and therefore you'll be okay. And that's how you can uh, reattach the string and use your bucket. Rabbi Yehuda Eimer, punda You can't do an aniva, but rather what you do is you wind a belt or something else around it. A piskia is like a guard or some other sort of belt sort of thing. Okay, you wind that around and you basically twist it in a way that it'll somewhat hold enough for you to use it. But what the point is, Rabbi Yehuda holds you cannot make a bow. So what do we see? You can't make a bow. So this is a kasha. Because here, we seem to be saying, the Rabbi Yehuda holds, you can't make a bow because we're concerned that you might come to make a kshira, a real knot. So we are geyser. Right? We are geyser. And we just said by the Beit on Shabbos that you're not geyser. So kasha, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, kasha, Rabbanan, Rabbanan. And we also have a kasha on the Rabbanan because the Rabbanan held by Shabbos, by the, by the Shephaferis, the reserve tank, they held you, they held you weren't geyser. Uh, I'm sorry, they held... You are geyser by the reserve tank. It's Osser, right? And over here, they're saying, you can make the bow. Here, they're not geyser. So it's a steer of both. So the Gemara is going to answer both again. Okay, there's going to be a chashash. Okay, because what's the gezerah over there? You might come to take from the shemen. Okay, you might come to take from the shemen in the lamp. Right, so there's, we're talking about the reserve tank. You might come to take from the, there's a gazera, there are bottom of the hold, you can't take from the reserve tank because you might come to take from the shaman in the main lamp. Okay? And that's, and that's the iser, that's the iser daraisa machaba. So the gazera is you can't take from the reserve tank. So the rabbanon hold, right, so the rabbanon held, shaman b'shaman mechlov. Well, if I, if I allow you to take from the reserve tank, you might come to take from the shaman in the tank. So that's why it's very similar. They're both oil, so I can't be machalic between the two, and therefore I have to have a gazera. However, aniba b'kshira le mechlov. Okay, that you can't tell me that, that I should be geyser, that you can't do aniva because you might come to tie it. There are two different processes. To make a knot, you, 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 you do, right? I mean, you do it this one way. And to make a bow, you make the loop and the loop, and you, right? So there are two different processes. So I can't, I can't have a gezerah. When it comes to taking... A, one is very weak. Is no, the, the one is weak. That makes it not an instrument. No, I understand, though. but in other words, and therefore that makes the whole process different for the person that's doing it. Right? When you're tying a garbage bag and you're tying it the normal way, with a, you approach it a certain way when you're tying it the... You're, right, okay, right, exactly. It's a different process, and therefore we're not concerned that you're going to come and, 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 and commit the Isra Dar Raisa. Okay? So, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, like Kasha. Ah, what about Rabbi Yehuda? He says, he says you can take from the reserve tank, but here he says you can't do Aniva. Why not? Why can't you do Aniva? That's because... The reason why he holds you can't do Aniva is not because he holds that Aniva is a, a gzeira for, for Kshira, it's a substitute for Kshira, but rather, he holds that Aniva is a form of tying, and therefore there's no way to do it at all. There's no alternate way to do it, and that's why he says you have to twist around the belt to reattach your rope. Now we're going to have a kasha on the Rabbanan, Right, we just said in the Rabbanon that, that we hold that, that the Rabbanon hold that you could, if your if your rope of your bucket snaps, you could go ahead and you can do a niva, 
Right, we'll allow you to do Aniva because Rabbanon hold Aniva is not a real time, and we're not Geyser Atuk Shira because it's two different processes. But what do we see? When it comes to another case of tying, the Tanan Kishin to leave a You can tie a bucket with, again, this is like a garter, some sort of belt. Avaloi Bechevel, you can't use a rope. Rabbi Yehuda Mater. So we see the Rabbanon hold, you can't use a Chevel. Now, you want, maybe you want to tell me this is a regular rope, we're talking about regular time. Chevel Demai. We're talking, what kind of rope? Ilem Chevel Da Alma. You say we're talking about a regular rope and a regular knot. And the Chachamim hold it's Usr, and that's why it's Usr, not like here where it's Xer, it's a real Usr. Well, for Rabbi Yehuda Mater, really? Kesher Shekayamahu. Devade Asr Lebetule. Okay? I'm sorry. Rabbi Yehuda Mater. How could you, Rabbi Yehuda, ever say, if you're talking about a regular rope and it's tied like a Kesher Shekayama, that's an Isr Dar Reiser. Rabbi Yehuda can't be Mater that. So, Elamai, something else is going on here. Kesher Shekayamahu. So the Gemara is Devade Asr Lebetule. Ella, pshita, that what are we talking about here? It's the gardi, that it's, it's a, uh, a, we, a weaver's rope, weaver's string. It's not real rope. So what? So therefore, it's not very strong. And therefore, there's no isra daraisa because you would never tie a kesher kayama on this rope. You're not going to keep it there. You're using it for three minutes as a substitute. It's not right. The Gazra Banan, Chevel de Gardi, Atu Chevel de Alma. What do we see? Then why do they hold this Chevel is a problem? It's Chevel de Gardi. It's Xera to Chevel de. So we see that they are Geyser when it comes to ropes. So how could we say that the Rabbanon held that you can do an Aniva? They're not Geyser when it comes to ropes. So the Gemara says, yeah, exactly. In Chevel, Chevel Miklaf, Aniva Bekshir, like Miklaf, like we explained. That even though this isn't is a Del Raiso situation with a rope, but one rope to another rope, they're close enough and therefore I'm going to be Geyser. But Aniva. The Rabbanon will allow you to do Aniva because it's a different process than Kshira, which is time. Refract the Gemara. We're going to go back again. We're back to... Okay, so rewind. We said Rabbi Yehuda holds anytime we're not worried, like the Shafer Shal Beitza. Anytime there's, there's, there, there's, there's Bidil Mine, something serious I'm going to stay away from, they're not Geyser. Bechol Hecha Debadil Mine Legazer Rabbi Yehuda. Vatanya. We learned in a Braisa. Bechar Sha'ach Zaydam. So let's say you have a Bechar, uh, an animal. And they got a fever. So the way they used to release the pressure of the fever was bloodletting. So afilu humeis, even it could die, even if it will die in makizin down. You can't do hakaza the Rebbe Yehuda. Now, why can't you do hakaza? Because the problem is we don't. It's an iser the to put a real mum on a bachar, right? So here we're saying don't do hakaza, even though hakaza is not a real mum. Even though it's not a real mum, it's going to heal. A mum is something that doesn't, doesn't heal. This will heal. Still, we don't want you putting knives or, or needles into the animal, right? It's too close to home. So we have a gzera. Uh, I'm sorry, what are we talking about? Shabbos? The iser of making chabur? Is that what we're talking about? No, this is talking, this is talking about an iser of putting a mum in a bachar. Oh, oh, oh. Huh? Anytime, yeah. So we see, okay, now, but, but, so uh, you're going to tell me this is not Shabbos, so what do you, Rabbi Huda, when you say Badil Mine? Well, the problem is Bechar is Kachim. And we have the same concept at Kachim that there's a natural Badil Mine. People know Kachim. Oh, I am very careful around Kachim. So we see that even though it is Badil Mine because it's Kachim, and yet Rabbi Yehuda holds you can't even do Akaza, even though it's not a real mum, we are Gezer when Badil Mine, and that's our Kasha. So what's the Kasha anyway? That if we allow you to do bloodletting, yeah. that you might come to make a real mum in the Bechar. And if you make a real mum in the Bechar, right, then let's say that you're a Kayin, and then the Kayin can eat it. So, right, so there's an Isra to putting a mum in the Bechar. So, Hasam, the Gemara says, ah, no, 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 here I'll tell you why we allowed you to do it. Hasam, he touched Adam Baal, Amamayna, Amrinan. 
So since a person, it's, it's his money, right? We're very concerned. So if you have an animal, right? It, uh, if we don't allow you... Okay, now this is the Kayin, right? The, the, the Bukhar, what do you do with the Bukhar? You give it to the Kayin. So let's assume that this animal is in the possession of a Kayin. So the concern is, the Kayin says, look, if I don't cure this animal, I'm not going to be able to eat the, I'm not going to be able to eat it. So what is, right? But it's, an, it's usher for the Kayin to put a mum in it, even though it's his to eat. He can't put a mum in it. So what he says is, and we were geyser, right? So we would say, and therefore, once, because the Kayin is close to home, he wants to eat this, he wants to save his animal. If we allow you to do hakaza when, uh, if we allow you to do the hakaza procedure, even though it won't make a mum, we're afraid that you might come to do other procedures that will make a mum, and then you'll basically allow yourself to eat it. So therefore, Rabbi Yehuda holds that in this case, we are geyser. of Rabbanon, and the Rabbanon, no, they hold the complete other say. They say, Yeah, I'll allow you to do hakaza, because if you say don't do anything, the guy's not going to listen anyway. So he's going to go, he's going to make a mum, regular mum, so at least do hakaza, and we won't be geyser. Okay, so Viter again, we are Rabbi Yehuda on the ball Right, so but now we want to know, do we say this concept of the Baal Amamayna, and therefore we're geyser? Right, so we're saying, even though, right, what we said was Rabbi Huda holds, if, Bedili Miv Domine, if you're going to stay away from it, then we don't make Xera, except, if you're Adam Baal Amamayna, then we won't make Xera, even if it's Bedili Mine. So now we're asking on that, Rabbi Yehuda, really? Does Rabbi Yehuda hold Adam Baal Amamayna? That <coughs> the person is going to be Baal Amamayna, and therefore we have a problem, Baal Tanan. You have to change the Lushan over here. You don't uh, comb the animal. Right? You can't use a certain type of comb because it makes a chabura. But you could use the other comb. Okay, and, and tomorrow we'll explain it. I'll just, okay. The first one is you can't use a comb with um, a narrow teeth. Because it makes a chabura. Right, but you could use like a softer, you know, like a, a big, big tooth comb that you can use because that's not going to make a chabura, right? One, the, the, the smaller ones, right, can scratch more. The big, you know, the big, uh, a big tooth comb, right, It'll, it's more free flowing, it's not going to make a chabura. Why are they doing this again? The, in other words, why, why are they cleaning uh, well, we're gonna, Because the animal, well, we'll see. We're, st- we're thinking now that it's like, it's like, it's some sort of necessary procedure like, like bloodletting. Okay, so the animal is in, in some sort of tsar, it has some sort of sickness. It's some, yeah, exactly. They hold, you can't do this, you can't do either one. So we see, what do we see the difference here? What's the kasha? Betanya. Now what we said, Ezo kidur, what is this kidur process? Ezo kartsev, kidur is ketanam, the tiny thin teeth. makes a chabura, kartsev, chabura. Okay, so but what do we see here? We see that Rabbi Yehuda holds that with the wide teeth, yes, with, this, with the skinny one, that's for sure going to make a chabura. Everyone holds it's no good. Just like everybody holds, you can't make a mum in a bachar. But just like right here, Rabbi Yehuda holds that you could use the wide teeth comb, the one that's not going to make a chabura, and we don't make a, a gezerah atu, the one that will make a chabura. So why, right? So we see clearly that Rabbi Yehuda does not, is not geyser when it comes to a bal al because this is also a similar situation. So why by bachar, did we say that you can't, Rabbi Huda hold that you can't do hakaza? So the Gemara says, Hasam, now there's a difference. Hasam by Bechar di Ishavakle Mayas. Right? A Bechar that has a fever, if you leave it, it will die. So therefore, I mean another Baal Hacha, over here, Ishavakle, if you leave it, it's just Tara Baal Mahulay. I mean another Baal Mamayna. 
Okay, so now Rabbi Yehuda Maishnagabe Chametz the Gazar Umaishnagabe Kartsef the Loy Gazar. So okay, so we see that in certain situations Rabbi Yehuda will be Gazar, he won't be Gazar, right? So what? How do we make the differentiation? So we say Lechem Belechem Michlach Kider BeKartsef Loy Michlach. Okay, that when it comes that at least in those days, right? So whether my Lechem my cake was a Pesach cake or a Chametz cake, right? It's easy to it's easy Lechem Belechem. It's easy um, to switch. And therefore, there is a concern, and that's why there's more of a concern when it comes to Bedika. So even though we see in Rabbi Huda in certain situations that we are in Geyser, when it comes to Bedika's Chametz, we are. Zakt the Mishnah. If you swap a cracker for a matzah, they look the same faces. Right. Zakt the Mishnah. Okay, so we, we've quoted this before. Rameir holds that you can eat the entire fifth hour, but say from the Tchilash you burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour. And that's the, the Isra Durabana is at the sixth hour, so that's when you burn it. And seventh hour is the rice. Rabbi Yehuda Aymeri says, No, you have to have an extra hour buffer. You eat the entire fourth hour. The fifth hour of a toilet kol chamesh, you can't eat its toilet. It's in the middle. It's a buffer zone. It means it's usher lachal, but it's mutter behana. And you burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour. That everybody agrees. That's when the Isra Drabanan is. That's when you have to burn it. V'oidam Rabbi Yehuda. And another Rabbi Yehuda says, Shtechala shal so this was done as like a sign to know so that everybody knows they didn't have watches in those days, right? So how do we know when, at what point we're supposed to, and this is Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that this concept of toilet, right? That there's an in-between buffer. But in Rabbi Yehuda, shtei shall the psulais. You had two uh, loaves of, that were from, that came from a carbon toida. Carbon toida was an animal with two loaves. We're going to discuss this at the end of the parrot. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, in a couple, in a couple daf. Shtei chalash shall the psulais. Munachas agabe itztava that they were put on top of a bench, right? And a certain bench, it was put up there, and we'll see, the Gemara's going to say later that it was actually put up high so that everybody could see it. And Kol's Manche Munachas, when both loaves were there, Kol Eichlin, it was a sign that you can, you can eat the chametz. Nitla Achas, once one of the loaves was taken, Toilin. So now this is Rabbi Yehuda Lashitase, that you had this in-between stage where you could no longer eat it. You didn't have to burn it yet, but you can't eat it. Nitlushteim, once they removed the second, lo- the, the second loaf, then it's chilu kolam sarfin. Okay, then you said you have to burn it. Now, Rabbi Gamliel Aymer, he, this is a third shita, Rameyer, so Rameyer holds, you, can, you eat the fifth hour, you burn the sixth hour, Rabbi Yehuda holds, you eat the fourth hour, fifth hour, you wait, right, you're in between, you're toilet, and then the sixth hour, Rabbi Gamliel Aymer, it depends. Chulen echolen kol arba, fitruma kol chamesh. So the chulen can be eaten only the fourth hour, fifth hour you have to stop eating, but the kohanim can still eat truma, during the fifth hour, the seraphim b'tchilas and then you burn in the sixth hour. Zok to Gemara, Tanan Hasam. We learn when it comes to Edus and Sanhedrin. Echad Oimer b'shnayim b'chodesh. If a guy says he comes to give Edus, right? He says uh, this guy Reuven killed Shimon. It was the second of the month. Echad Oimer b'shlishin. One says it was the third of the month. So we say Edus and Kayemes. We say it's good Edus because they really are referring to the same day. They just got messed up. They got messed up with the previous month, whether it was a 30-day month or a 29-day month. And they're off by one day, but they were referring to the event. That, so it's, they're, come, they're referring to the event that they both saw. And it doesn't mean that the guy's lying, right? It's not a problem. He just he made a mistake on the Eber Shachodesh. Let's say one person says the third day, and one person said it was the third day of the month, one person says the fifth day of the month, then... Edusan betela. Then their edus isn't good because there's no ex- ex- explainable reason, right? Then now you're talking about different days, 
right? We're not referring to the same day. They're two days apart, so it couldn't just be either. So why else would you be two days apart? It must be that you're saying Eidus about something that happened on different days, so uh, it's, not, it's not considered a good Eidus. If one person said two hours, just so, just so you're aware, this, what we're doing now, we're going to ask, this is going to be a kasha the Gemara is going to have on our mission that's going to take us all the way to Amid Beis of tomorrow. Okay? So, one person says that I saw Eidus um, in the second hour. Other person says I saw it in the third hour. Eidus and Kayemes. Okay? Because they're very close, the Gemara is going to explain exactly why we'll allow them to be what it seems like an hour off. But if they're two hours off, then it's no good. That's Rameir Shita. So Rameir holds, you can be one hour difference, right? But you can't be two hours difference. That, that even if uh, one person says third hour, one person says fifth hour, it is a good Eidus. Even though it's the same two hours apart, because the sun is in different sides of the sky. Right? At 12 o'clock, it's in the middle. So the difference between 5, the 7th, the 6th hour, it's in the middle. So the fifth, in the 5th hour, it's on, one, it's, it's on the east side. In the 7th hour, it's on the west side. So that's clear. I should be able to know the difference. You can't say that I was off by uh, you know, a few minutes. No, the sun was in a different place. Okay, uh, why? Because Sheba Chamesh Chamem Mizrach Sheba Chamem Amarav. Now, we're going to have two ways of explaining this machlekes. Amar Abayi, Kishetim Tzalaymer, L'Dibra Emeir, Ein Adam Toivaleklom. That our mayor really holds that we don't, we, zero margin of error. You don't make a mistake in the time at all. And therefore, Ladibra Rebbe Yehuda, Adam Tayyachati shows a mistake of a half hour. What does that mean? Ladibra Rebbe Adam Tayyachati, Maiseki Hava. So when did the event take place? It took place at like 2.59, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the second hour, between second, second and third hour, 2.59.59. Right? Like right as it was turning to three. Like, that was the instant that it happened. So one guy referred to it at two, as two in the second hour, and one guy referred to it in the third hour, but because it was at that exact time that it was switching over. And really, like we said, ain't of them type There's no mistake in time at all, they, but they're just referring to it differently because it happened, like, at that instant when it was switching over. The guy who said two, they were talking about the same time. He really meant the end of the second hour, he meant the beginning of the third hour. But Ledeber of Yehuda, who holds, you can have a, what we thought was a two-hour window, you can be a half hour off. Why? That where did the event that they were giving Eidos about take place? It took place in the middle of the fourth hour. Four and a half. The high Shalosh, he really meant, right, what he meant was the 359.59, right? So like, kind of like the beginning of the fourth, right there at that instant. So he's off by a half hour, plus mashu, that fraction of a second. So, he's a half hour off, right? He referred to it as beginning of the fourth hour, right? When it was uh, 359.59, but really it, was, it happened in halfway through the fourth hour. He's talking about Chamesh, and he's off a half hour on the other way. Right? It's four and a half hours, and he was saying fifth hour, which is he's half hour off, and we'll accept a variation in the Eidos and the time by a half hour. And he was a half hour too late. Or Ikidami, that's one way of explaining this. So again, this way of explaining it, Rameir holds zero margin of error. They're referring to the exact same time. Rabbi Huda holds a half hour margin of error. 
The Ikadami, the second Lashon Amar Abaya, that we will accept some sort of mistake. Rabbi Yehuda, Adam Taya, show Mashahu. So then what's going on? Right? So it could be uh, 2.58 or 3.02, right? Or, or, or two, uh, the, and the Maisa was either one of those times. And therefore, one guy refers to it as two, one guy refers to it as three. But that's where it really changes. That a person uh, makes a mistake by an hour. And then when did this Misa happen? It was either at the end of the third hour or at the beginning of the fifth hour. One guy refers to it as the third hour, one guy refers to the fifth hour. What's the variation from, let's say, um, uh, 250, you know, the, uh, the, the end of the third hour, 359.59 to 5 o'clock, right? It's a variation of one hour and, and a minute. And that's why Rabbi Huda will allow you to be uh, essentially, one person can say the third hour because you're referring to the very end of the third hour. One can say the fifth hour, starting at the very beginning of the fifth hour, and you're basically an hour plus a couple seconds off. Rabbi Yehuda will accept that variant. So the difference in the lashonis is in the first lashon, Rameyer holds that we'll accept like only a second, and in the second lashon, we'll accept maybe a couple minutes. Okay. In Rabbi Yehuda holds that in the first lashon we'll only accept a half hour variance. It's, it's more pronounced difference. And in, 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 in the lashon is called Rabbi Yehuda, and in the second lashon that will allow a variance of an hour. Okay, Okay, so we'll we'll pick this up tomorrow. There's no real great great place to stop. We'll pick this up tomorrow. Um, I was gonna do. Uh, I violated my own rule. Okay, I'm just going to send that. I'm not going to do the review today. I'll just send it out. You guys can look at it on your own if you want because it's late.